0: On today's episode of Saved by the Ball, we bring back Robert and Wyatt. We're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. We're going to be going over sports betting. We're going to be talking about hockey, football, and we're also going to be introducing a new segment. So stay tuned. Let's do it. Alright, so we got Wyatt and
1: Robert back. Hey man, glad to be back. Glad to be here with Robert as well.
0: Yeah, thanks Evan, thanks for having me on. No problem guys, so we're going to start off with the NBA Playoffs. Start off in the Eastern Conference, Cavs where Celtics. So far in the series, it's two to one.
1: Yeah, it's really going the way that I expected. Um, Boston blowing them out in the first two games, and then little home field advantage the third game. Didn't expect it to be like a thirty-point game, though.
0: Um, yeah, it was a bit surprising.
1: I thought that was the most shocking part.
2: Yeah, definitely the Celtics coming in lethargic and low energy like that. That's a two-dollar worth. Right That's <laughs> fair. Is it my turn, Mike? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. LaForge, two dollar
2: Anyway, yeah, the role players for the Cleveland Cavaliers definitely stepped up, as you would expect at home. Players like George Hill coming in with thirteen points in the first half was huge. Uh-huh. Kyle Korver was hitting his shots. Finally, J.R. Smith was, you know, existent. Finally. But do we think
0: that this is something that they can continue throughout the entire series, or was this a, just a one game, a one game wonder? I, good, don't. I don't I don't I think, think this is I think this is it.
1: I think it's a one game wonder too. I don't I, I just I think that's fair to say
2: because, you know, with the Celtics defense, they can definitely like, you know, in contention in any game, but like when they come out like that, they're definitely not gonna it's not gonna be I think it was a big hard. wake
0: up call for Boston and I think Boston's going to shut them down the next game and then you can look for them to win game 5 at home. Uh, worst case scenario, they put up a better fight in Cleveland, um, and the Cleveland still pulls it out, but Boston will win in six if that's the case. So, I yeah. mean, do y'all, do y'all think this is a comeback, like the spark of a comeback for the Celtics, or for the uh, for the Cavs? I don't
1: know. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the numbers right now, and everyone just kind of had a pretty average game, even on the Celtics, uh, excuse me, the Cleveland side. I mean, LeBron only had 27 points, but no one on Boston really played well. I think it was just kind of like a down night for everybody. Um, you think with two days of rest it'd be a better game, but.
0: So what do y'all think? Y'all think? Um, so do y'all think that they will come back, or what do y'all say the series is going to end up at? Well, I'm on the
2: opposite side here. Uh, last three times, LeBron James was down two one in the Eastern Conference Finals. He came back to win it, thrashing your Indiana Pacers team when y'all <laughs> fucking blew it in Game Seven twice, <laughs> and also defeating a better Celtics team. Uh, last time back in like 2012 or some shit um but yeah i think uh the series is still it's all about lebron james and i think he's gonna pull it out if he you know if he's when his back's against the wall i think he's gonna will his team to win what's your prediction
1: what's your prediction so so
2: the Cavs win i still believe the Cavs are gonna win do you ever get tired of being wrong
1: no, he never it, does. It, it, I've known him since pre-K, and he never does. I've never been wrong, so I <laughs> want to so know what y'all, what y'all mean. But um, how many games?
2: I'm sticking to it. My first prediction was Game Six, Cavs. I think they'll close out on uh, you know this next game uh, at home, and I think they'll get this last one in Boston, and um, then win it at home and in game win
1: six. six. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the chalk, and I'm gonna say the Celtics win. I'm going to say that they win the next two games and win it 4-1. Yeah, I agree.
0: But I respect your opinion, Robert. I just don't think the the Cavs can keep up um, with the Celtics. LeBron is a one-man show, and he can only do so much. As much as ESPN likes to hype him up, he is, like I always say, only human.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Five games, Robert says six games. But he says Cavs in six. Cavs in six.
0: We say Celtics in
1: five.
2: Yeah, if he goes to seven,
0: it might be Celtics. They're just too good at home. <laughs> so that's why I'm picking Chasm six. Alright. So let's go over to the West. We got Golden State versus Rockets game three tonight. Sheesh!
1: Sheesh Sheesh. Um I thought the the first game was really, really good. I thought. It was kinda it was tied at halftime about tied, and then and then Golden State kinda went off and, and won the game. Um and it's not like Houston played a bad game. I think James Harden had forty seven points. I
0: think he just got tired at the end and couldn't keep up.
1: Yeah, that's there, kinda what I saw. There's always the question that he's like not in shape and he uh, isn't mentally tough. Um, you know, we all saw him how we played last last year in the playoffs. Manu. But um, definitely in game two, um, they kinda they, they, they stepped up and played better, but Golden State just played a little worse. Um, so I think that's what it's gonna come down to in this series is which one can just keep it going. Who can play the top of their game?
2: Yeah, I think the uh, difference between game one and game two for Houston was uh, simply, you know, hitting their shots and you know staying out of foul trouble. Having Ariza on the court was huge, and uh, of course having PJ Tucker like wide open on those corners uh, in game two was massive. But um, I mean, I don't think the Rockets really like had a different game plan. You know, we play it all season. We don't make adjustments. We shoot it. And hopefully we can, you know, be better than the Warriors for our games.
1: Robert, would you agree that the team that scores more points wins the game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, think, I mean, these games are really high scoring. The team, the team just has a higher percentage. I think it's kind of like a, a quantity game. Throw 50, hopefully 30 go in or something, you know. That's not an exact number. Yeah, but. I
2: hate to bring like a whole basketball game just to like a three-point shooting contest. But, but it feels like it is. Basically. you know, whoever, Whichever team can shoot for 40% from three and hit at least 15, 20 of them. It's probably going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah.
0: The Rockets were able to win game two because they had big players step up. Not their, not their key players, but big players step up, like Eric Gordon. Um, mm-hmm. But you also saw that they won because... Like I've been calling it, Golden State's just not as good anymore. They're going to have games like this, whereas you would never see the Warriors play a game like they did um, in the past three playoffs. Um, And I think you're going to see more of the Warriors struggle to make shots. Steph Curry is... People are making excuses for Steph Curry. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, Steph Curry's just sucking ass. um, And Houston's defense is really... On top of him and preventing him from doing what he does best, um, and you saw that with both him and Clay. I mean, Eric Gordon had a better game solo than um, Curry, and and Clay had combined. Uh, they were combined three of twelve for threes. Like, when have you ever heard the Splash Brothers going three for twelve for yeah. three pointers? Like, this is this isn't um, live by the three, die by the three. That, that's very true. Um, this is something that you'll see more of. And if the Rockets can continue to do what got them to have the best record in the NBA. You're gonna see them beat the Warriors because the Warriors just aren't as good. They're not as consistent, and I think that that's what's gonna put over um, pretty much what has to happen is um, it's going back to Golden State. I think Golden State will win tonight back home, first game. Um, all the Rockets have to do is win one game away, though, and leave uh, leave Golden State, leave Oakland two two, um, and the Rockets are right where they want them. Um, I think I think that's all Golden State, or that's all the Rockets. The Rockets' game plan for this two game. Extent in Oakland is just for them to win at least one of these games, and I think that puts them in a great spot, and that's why I still have the Rockets in seven. Yeah, I think that's a
1: uh, that's a good strategy. You always want to, if you can't win two, win one, and then steal one, in, uh in Oracle Arena, you know, would be huge. But uh, I think that is just too big of a home field presence. I think Golden State is going to win both of these games, um, and come back to Houston three one, and then we can talk about that when that gets closer. But uh,
0: I think. So you, you're going to call a, a 3-1 comeback? Are or you, are, you, are you on to Golden State winning? I'm going to plead the fifth and wait to the end of the podcast to say something about that.
1: Okay. Um, but, Robert, what do you think? How do you think these two games are going to play off of Houston? Wow, bold take, Wyatt,
2: bold take. Um, yeah, picking the peren- perennial favorite. You know, <laughs> dominate. I love it. Well, I still, I'm picking Houston uh, for the series, still in game seven. I definitely see Golden State making their adjustments this game, and um, I think that'll be uh, prevalent to start. They're not gonna they're gonna have a lot more energy coming out. I mean, you know, definitely with Game Two, Houston definitely was their backs were against the wall. They knew they had to win that. Golden State already came what they got for and got a got a win on the road. So I think they sort of. Don't want to say gave it, you know, just gave the win to the Rockets, but definitely didn't match their intensity.
1: And even if Steph Curry is hurt, two days of rest, you know, which goes for all the other players too, but even if Steph Curry just have some sort of like fluid in his knee or, or his ankles or something and, you know, he, he's had two days of rest to get it, to rest up. I mean, they're, they're, done, they're not practicing these two days, they're just relaxing.
2: Yeah, I mean, James Harden and Chris Paul have been absolutely abusing Steph Curry's ankles <laughs> these past two games. I'm pretty sure I've seen Steph Curry on the floor spread
0: eagle <laughs> at least like six times. <laughs> you know. He yeah. has been flopping quite a bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Remember when Chris Paul got his ankles broken? <laughs>
0: That's a throwback. Yeah, he tripped hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was funny. <laughs> but looking at everybody. So what's the percentage yeah. chance y'all are giving the Rockets to pull the upset tonight? Tonight I'll go I'll go forty percent.
2: 45 to be I think is generous I think the Warriors Will definitely make Their adjustments Kevin Durant Is going to be unstoppable But I think he's going to Actually try and make Other players more involved And try and get Steph Help Steph And get
0: him more involved
1: I agree with Robert But I've moved my percentage Down to like around 30-35%
0: Yeah I'm moving mine Down to 20% Um, I don't think the Rockets Are going to pull this game off I'd be happy if they did I think you're going to see A big showing by KD and I think the Rockets are going to look a little rusty.
1: Quick breaking news here: middle of the podcast live. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have just won the Western Conference and are going to the uh, Stanley Cup Final
0: as an expansion team. We'll talk about um, expectations and predictions for the Stanley Cup oh, yeah. coming up soon. Um, but back to Golden State versus Rockets. Predictions of this series: I still say Rockets in seven. What do y'all say? Rockets in seven.
1: I'll play. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate and go on the outside. I'll say. Golden
0: State in five. Damn. All right, now we got the MVP race coming up. We had the three finalists. You got LeBron James, James Harden, and Anthony Davis. I'm sure that's no surprise there. Um, What are y'all's thoughts on this? Um, Definitely James Harden's going to be
1: the MVP. First seed in the Western Conference. First overall in the NBA. I'm pretty sure they had a better record than the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Shooting lights out. Playing great offense, um, even a few steals. It's a, uh, it's his award and.
2: I mean, you know, not to take any credit away from the other players this year. You know, LeBron had a great season. Anthony Davis had a great season with Boogie out. Um, they've been playing lights out, but the story of the year is definitely James Harden. Uh, best record in the NBA each year. He you know doesn't have the stats to back it up. Next year he doesn't have the wins to back it up. You know, this year he's got it both. Uh, If he doesn't win the MVP, it'll just be an absolute travesty of sport. And will you take a knee? No bias there at all. I will definitely. I'll go full Colin Kaepernick
0: because he's been robbed for two years in a row. Yeah, I think we need to like really dig into what the award means. It means the most valuable player. So who provides the most value for their team? Um, And without James Harden, the Rockets wouldn't be. In contention to go to the finals and I guess you could say the same thing about LeBron but the uh, value that Harden brings makes his team better um, than what LeBron's value brings to the Cavs to make their team so I think that because the Rockets are a better team the value that Harden brings to that team is more so I mean LeBron's a great player um, had a pretty incredible year this year but the Rockets are a better team, and if the Rockets end up going to the conference finals, James Harden 100% deserves to win the MVP this year. Anthony Davis did incredible as well, with especially with Boogie going out, but like I said, it's I think it deserves it goes to the person on the best team who has brought their team up to that level. So this season, MVP, y'all, who, if y'all could vote, who'd y'all vote for? James Harden. James Harden twice. James. James. <laughs> well... You only get one vote. You're not special here, Robert. <laughs> Certainly special. His mom says he's special. His mom hates him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for our next segment, we're going to be going over sports betting. Big news. On Monday last week, the Supreme Court strike or struck down the federal anti-sports gambling law, which gives the states the go-ahead to allow betting on sports. This is pretty big news. Um, what are y'all thoughts on this? Um, as an avid gambler, I love this because,
1: you know, now I can probably have the option and, and the availability to, uh, to, to bet here in the fine state of Texas. Um, a lot of people think that, okay, betting's legal all over the country now, which is false. It's really that the, the law that says that states can't make rules on it was, was kind of taken away. Um, so now each state is kind of like it, going to evaluate if they're going to allow gambling uh, in their state. Kind of like how uh, it is in Nevada right now.
2: Yeah, Wyatt's uh, very much looking forward to be broke <laughs> uh, for gambling on sports. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's a good thing. I Think it's a good thing for industry. I think it's a good thing for people's, you know, self-interest on you know enjoying an experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think the federal government should have, you know, any say on you know sports gambling of all things. You know, definitely let the states. Uh, you know, decide if that's what they want It's what they should have You know,
0: My fear is that it's going to give these teams even more money and they're going to keep that money for themselves, they're not going to give it to the players or to any other thing, so I think that's something to be concerned about, but I do think that the state shouldn't prohibit individuals for gambling I know you get, there's a whole argument of it can ruin people's lives and people have to be careful, but at the end of the day modesty, yeah at the end of the day modesty is the key Same thing with alcohol. I mean, alcohol is not banned, but people abuse that. doesn't mean alcohol should be banned. It means people should not abuse it and ruin their lives with it. And I think that's the same way with with, uh, sports betting. If somebody wants to go and bet, I don't think the government should tell them they can't. I mean, it's their money. Um, The government telling us what we can and can't do with our money is already annoying enough with taxes and everything. So I think this is a step forward. Um, I think it is something to be cautious about, be careful. But at the end of the day... I don't, I don't see an issue here.
1: Yeah, I think something interesting is going to be um, how the leagues are going to handle this. But yeah, it's, I think it's great. The moment I heard the news, I tried to log into my Westgate, uh, my Vegas Westgate sports betting app. Uh, I still couldn't log in, but you know, I have a few bets placed already.
0: All right, next we're going to be talking about a little drama going on in college football. Um, as I'm sure some of y'all know, Alabama won the national championship last year. However, they're not the only ones claiming they're the national champions. UCF, who went undefeated, um, won their bowl game, beat Auburn, um, but did not get invited to go to the college football playoffs. Um, So they felt they were cheated out of that. And because they had an undefeated season, they have been telling everybody that they are the 2017 national champions. And it has escalated to Nick Saban coming out and saying that UCF didn't earn it. Called Scott Frost, the UCF, ex-UCF coach, he now uh, took a job in Nebraska, but uh, he responded by saying, Alabama's prob-, or, he responded by saying, quote, Alabama's probably got one or two championships that they claimed that weren't necessarily recognized by everybody, end quote. So, obviously this is getting a little heated to the fact that coaches are now starting to make comments. Is this something to be concerned about? Is this just stupid bullshit? What, what are you all thoughts on this?
1: I think it's uh, things just a little stupid from both sides. Um, I can certainly see why UCF thinks they're national champions. They beat Auburn. Auburn beat Alabama, and then Georgia. Okay, basically why? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was pausing. Auburn beat Alabama. I was Auburn pausing. UCF beat Auburn. Whatever. So
2: transitive property. UCF beat Alabama. That's what you're saying. Anyway. Um, I guess my take on the whole situation is, you know, I mean, for the whole year, congratulations to UCF, you know, they had a good year, they fucking rotted Auburn yeah, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, they
1: destroyed Auburn's, fakest, fakest team in the SEC oh God, by far.
2: Plowing them. Tigers oh. or Eagles, choose Dude, one. fucking Sharif, that middle linebacker, single-handedly whooped their ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give <God>. me that! <laughs> absolutely single-handedly plugged the Auburn of an offensive line. Anyway, but at the same time, you know, college football is SEC country. All right? That's, that's bullshit. That's all that matters. You know what? It's all about Alabama. If you don't think Alabama is not the best team in college football, get the fuck out of here. Yeah,
1: Alabama, national champions. Uh, the reason we have the playoff is to not have these arguments. Should it be
0: expanded? Absolutely. I think A-18 playoff would go perfect.
1: I. It would be cool because it would take away the kind of, like, Crap games at the beginning of the season. You got
0: you got five power conference teams, so you give five automatic buys to anybody that wins. So if you win your conference, you automatically go. Then you have three open spots for the next three best teams. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what conference they're in. It just matters how they played and who deserves to be in the playoffs. And I think an eight game, uh, eight team playoff. Would UCF
1: even still make
0: it if it was eight teams? I think they absolutely would have. I mean, they beat Auburn, who everybody was saying who who was number one at the time when they beat them, and uh, they were undefeated. And it gives these teams that are not in the Power Five conferences to make a play and say, "Hey, I also deserve to be going to the na- to the playoffs." And if you uh, and if you make it eight teams, then there's no there's no reason why UCF would not have made it to the playoffs and gotten to prove themselves. So I, I do think it's unfortunate because I think UCF was a good team and they definitely, um, uh, it definitely sucks they didn't get the opportunity to prove it. But at the same time, just because you go undefeated doesn't make you the national champion. What makes you a national champion is by winning the national championship game against against the team you're playing against there. Um, so, I mean, it, it was funny at first, the fact that they were saying that. But then once they started putting the signs up in the stadium and got a little out of control, so I don't blame Nick Saban. But at the same time... It's a little petty. He, he really didn't need to say anything because it, he's on top. He's number one. Their team obviously won. By him commenting on this it does nothing but kind of justify Scott Frost like like it's getting under Nick Saban's skin yeah which if he was which he shouldn't he shouldn't have said anything he should have just been like they can say whatever they want we at the end of the day we know who's the real winner because Alabama definitely is a national championship for, or national champion from 2017 there's nothing that can happen that can change that um it just kind of sucks for UCF unless that's sanctions the the day. come around yeah <laughs> uh, you never know though but yeah, no, I think I think it's stupid for UCF to continue this. I think that both teams just need to need to move on from this. Instead of
1: scheduling Texas, Alabama should have scheduled UCF in 2022. All right, with our next segment, we have the NHL playoffs. We broke some breaking news that the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Western Conference, and as an expansion team, they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think that has a lot of implications. You know, kind of like competition in the NHL. You know, first year, all these rejects basically that teams didn't want that weren't protected got drafted by them and now it's kind of like well maybe all these other gms are pretty dumb maybe the competition is bad in the nhl who knows we also have the eastern conference um the caps and tampa bay as a caps fan you know i was really high on the on the first two games winning them and uh you know a lot of goals but tampa's roared back like a crack of lightning to Win three straight games. My basic analysis is hockey is a physical game, and Tampa has been very physical these last three games. Um, Robert, I know you watched a little bit of hockey in the past, big Canucks guy. What are your thoughts about the hockey playoff season so far?
2: Yeah, the Caps was definitely the story in the beginning of the playoffs, you know, finally making it past, the, you know, to the third round. Finally.
1: felt yeah.
2: great. It was, uh, I mean, basically it's like they, I mean, the Caps already won their championship, <laughs> Uh, they're happy, uh, Steven Scam Steven S- Scam- Stamkos. Is it Stamkos? Steven Scamkos. Uh, Say it with
0: some authority. <laughs> Steven Is there a
2: Stamkos. Mark? I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> 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 Steven Stamkos has been uh, lining him up today, Junior. and um, you know I see uh, Tampa Bay pulling out the win, and we're going to see Golden Knights. Gamma Bay Lightning matchup. And uh, for that matchup, I'm going for the, for the Cinderella team. I'm going with the Golden Knights.
1: Wow. Two anchors of NHL lore in the Stanley Cup Finals. I love that. I respect it. Evan, what do you think? I know you're not too big of a hockey guy, but you're so a sports guy. the extent of
0: my hockey knowledge relies on what I listen to on part in my take. So in honor of Big Cat and PFT, um, I'm going to have to say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of the Caps. Um, it's not looking too good for them right now, but you know, hey, there's, all they got to do is what, what'd you say, win one more? They, they're down 3-2 right now. So they got to win two more. Yeah, take, um, taking the game at a time. Game, so literally. They went up, they were, they were up 2-0, Rio, Up 2-0. And then and lost then three straight? Lost three straight. Isn't that what they always do? Don't they always shit the bed? Uh, they haven't been to the conference finals, like, since the 90s, so usually. I think uh, they're the real Cinderella story then. You know, I mean, Golden State is like the uh, is the expansion team. I don't know if you can say they're the Cinderella story. I think the Caps would probably be the better Cinderella story. So I'm going to go for the Caps, kind of see what happens. Maybe I'll watch the Stanley Cup. Never have before, but, you know, there's a first for everything. Seems like a cool sport, though, definitely. I think it sucks that it's, like, right at the same time as basketball. So you see a lot of basketball fans, not hockey fans, and vice versa. So it makes it tough.
1: NHL is just such an aggressive game and so physical. It's, it's really entertaining to watch. You know, one guy... A Caps player got destroyed and kind of like right behind the goal was on the ground for a little bit. Then they're on the other side and just came right in and knocked the other guy out. Knocked the other guy out, um, who hit him, and uh, it was kind of like it was like a little game theory. They just, they say, like, okay, yeah, I hit you, you hit me, let's keep playing. That's kind of one thing I respect about hockey. Um, the players do the talking, then the, and the refs kind of let them play. But you know, being up 2-0, winning two games in Tampa, losing two games. In Washington, and then losing another game in Tampa. It's going to go back to Washington. Maybe they can win it, tie it up 3 3, and uh, we go to game seven. And times like these always remind me of the true American Idol winner, Chris Daughtry, when he's saying, It's not
0: over. Right on that note, I think that we will move on. Oh, but before we do, um, Texas hockey teams, are they any good? I don't watch the Dallas Stars, and I'm waiting for a team to come to Houston.
2: Yeah, that was the glory days when we used to have uh, Arrows over in Houston, but even though they weren't like... Those AHL games were dank, though. Yeah, even though it wasn't like official, it's still kind of fun, but...
1: Stars are good. Stars won a Stanley Cup, but uh,
0: just being that they're in Dallas, I don't really care for them. All right, so now for our newest segment, we're doing a little Q&A. Listeners submit questions. We answer them live on the pod. So, why? what questions we got today?
1: Yeah, so we have our first question. Uh, This is from Fortnite user 003. He asks, where is LeBron James going to be next season?
2: It's a good question, Fortnite 003. Hashtag beta. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with the question of where LeBron's going, it all depends on what's going to happen with the Houston and Golden State series. If Houston loses in you know game game five, I think LeBron's gonna say, "Hey, like this team won, they kind of need me. I can be a difference maker." I think.
1: Uh, can I, think I jump he can in?
2: Definitely see himself going to Houston at that point. Would he want to go to the West though? I think if he goes on a good team, going to LA. Ugh, if that's if he just wants to like
0: live life and like barely play basketball, that's fine. I think that's exactly what he wants to do. <laughs> this is uh, this has been probably his hardest, physically hardest year. 82 games. He's played. Um, he's had to carry the team. He doesn't have any support. He he lost Kyrie. He's lost other players. Um, it, it's kind of just him there, and there's really no benefit to him staying on the Cavs. It's kind of he's kind of like in a no-win situation. Either he works his ass off and destroys his body, and is tired all the time and he gets some credit for making it to the conference finals, or he struggles a bit and everybody turns on him and blames him for the team doing bad. What would be ideal for him to do is go to a team where he can become a mentor and not a star player and slowly start transitioning out, make his make his career a lot longer, because he cannot continue his career playing seasons like he did this season. He, he needs to tone it back, of take more of a leadership role and kind of be more of a system player rather than the player if basketball long term is what he wants to do if he wants to play for five plus more years he's going to have to go to a team that can give him some support so if he goes west i say he's going to the lakers he's got he's already uh he's already some support of lonzo ball they uh they're up and coming they uh fell off for a while but they got some young talent so lebron can come lead the team for a couple years train these new these newbies and uh and get them going, and he can be the face of that team and kind of be the reason that the Lakers come back, um, I think that kind of be a good thing in his legacy that he might look for. If he's going to stay in the East, I think he'll go to the Sixers. I think the Sixers would have to give up quite a bit to get him, um, but I think that that is somebody the Sixers are looking. They're looking for a player like LeBron. Um, they need somebody else on that team, preferably someone with good leadership experience, that can lead that team past the conference semifinals, the The Sixers are trusting the process. This was just the first step for them, making the playoffs the first time since Allen Iverson. This was a big deal for them, and they're only going up, so they're going to look for other ways, so look for them to reach out to get LeBron. So I say either Lakers or Sixers is where LeBron's going to go.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you guys make some good points, but I'm going to say that it all depends on what other players do. Where's Kawhi going to go? Where's Paul George going to go? What are teams willing to give up? And, and kind of like build some more kind of like super teams. Um, kind of like the first super team he went to Miami. You know, he, he was talking with D Wade. He was talking with, well, Chris Moshbire just following him. Um, but I think it's going to depend on that thing. I, I think it's going to depend, you know, if Paul George goes to the Lakers, maybe he has, he's more inclined to go to the Lakers. If Kawhi Leonard gets traded to the Sixers or something or gets traded to the Lakers because he's from LA, he might be even more inclined to go there because Kawhi is obviously a, you know, finals MVP. I don't think it really has so much to do with what he's going to want to do, but really what other teams are going to do. And given that best chance to win, I, I think that he wants to win now and win as, win as many as possible. Um, you know, Obviously with the whole MJ-LeBron debate, you know he has to get as many finals appearances and, and MVPs as possible to win that debate. So on to our next question. The next question comes from FIFA user. Man, we got a lot of uh, game fans that listen to us. Who would have thought? FIFA user says, Who's, who are the three teams that didn't make the playoffs last year in the NFL that have the best chance to make the playoffs this year? Before we answer this, all of this is pre-training camp um, information, so nothing here is set in stone from us. Uh, and just to recap, the teams that made the playoffs were in the AFC, Patriots, Bills, Steelers, Jags, Titans, and Chiefs, and then in the NFC, the Eagles, the Vikings, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons all in the NFC South, and then the Rams in the West. Um, so of the remaining teams, Evan, who do you think, um, what are some teams of yours that you think has the best chance to make the playoffs that didn't make it last year?
0: Um, well, obviously, I think the Cowboys will have a much better season this year with Zeke. With Zeke not having to deal with his suspension, if he can stay out of trouble, I think that would be a huge advantage to the Dallas Cowboys' offensive power. I think Dak continues to get better and better each year, so I expect him to have a pretty solid year. Um, I also look at the Texans. Um, I think that they did have done a lot the past few years. If Deshaun Watson doesn't get hurt last season, you look at a much different finish for them. Um, so if De- Deshaun Watson stays healthy, Devontae Foreman stays healthy, or Deontay Foreman, um, they, they have a pretty solid team. J.J. Watts, the leader of that of that defense, and he's he's got to stay healthy too. I mean, that, that goes for every season, every team. Injuries um, are a fact, are a major factor of the game. So it's kind of difficult to make predictions now because you don't know who's going to get injured. But I think that definitely the uh, the Cowboys and the and the uh, Texans are two that I think will do well. Um, and then the third team would be uh, the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to have a much better year with Derek Carr. Hopefully, um, not getting injured again. And they have a huge receiving core this year. in Martavius Bryant and Jordy Nelson with uh, Marshawn Lynch is still there. So I think they're going to be a high-powered offense and look for them to make some noise too.
1: Yeah, and they got John Gruden, if you believe the John, the John Gruden hype. I don't know if I believe it too much, but uh, I, I like your list. I like the Texans and the Cowboys on there. I would throw in the uh, – I would replace the Raiders with the Packers. I was thinking the Raiders also, but I think the Packers – um, Aaron Rodgers was was out for a while. He'll come
0: back in full force. They gotta fix their running game. They gotta have a oh, solid oh, running yeah. game. They, they've been struggling with that for a few years now. If, if they could ever do that and give Aaron Rodgers some uh, some space back there, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome for him. Not for Cowboys fans, obviously, but uh, that's that's what the Packers have to do is get a running game.
1: Yeah, I think they need the running game, of course. But with Aaron Rodgers back there, I think he can lead them to, to at least a wild card. I mean, I know the Vikings are there, but the Vikings have a different quarterback now, but. I think they have a good chance. How you know.
0: big of a question mark is Jordy Nelson
1: not being there for Aaron Rodgers next year? Uh, It's a it's a Spanish question mark upside down. I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's how well said. I
2: think, um, you know, that that man, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, you know.
1: Best quarterback
0: I, in the NFL right now?
2: 100%. You know, you can say Tom Brady and everything. Only
1: because Johnny Manziel is in the CFL right now. <laughs> exactly, but. Comeback season.
0: Tom Brady is the system with quarterback.
1: Yeah.
2: But now, but Tom Brady, of course, is the GOAT, but Aaron is just way too talented. He doesn't need... I don't think he has to have Jordan in order to win. But for my playoff prediction, you know,
1: for... Pre, pre-training camp prediction. nothing set in snow.
2: You know, I definitely see... In the, AFC, in the AFC, I certainly see the Texans advancing. I agree with you. I see that division, the Jags and Texans will show up. <laughs> Um, In the playoffs, they'll represent. I can see, you know, with Seattle and the Rams being really good, it can be tough for the 49ers. But, you know, we'll see what we get from Jimmy Garoppolo this season. I'm excited. I think he's going to tear it up. Um, Do I think they can be a playoff team? I don't know. And for my third, finally, I'm going with Case Keenum and the Denver Broncos. You know, defense wins championships. That's going to carry... Uh, they have a solid running game. I think Case Keenum, you know, last year he's getting sort of the same formula he had over in Minnesota, and I think he will, you know, be just just good enough to manage the game and uh, for playoffs and be able to squeeze in there.
1: Okay, awesome. Thanks, Robert, with that vivid image of Case Keenum and the Broncos squeezing into something.
0: Thanks, Wyatt, for reading those questions. Listeners, if y'all have questions, y'all want to hear us answer, feel free to shoot us a a message on Twitter, SBB Podcast. We'll do our best to answer them. Next up, we're going to do my favorite segment, the Dumbass of the Week.
1: So my Dumbass of the Week is going to go to
0: Mariner's All-Star second baseman, Robinson Cano. Cano failed a drug test. He was using PED cover-ups and is now going to be suspended for 80 games and will not be eligible for the postseason However, he is currently on the DL with a broken wrist or hand. The time suspended will be counted as the time that he is on the DL, which I think is bullshit. (laughs) I think he should be off the DL, and then his 80-game suspension comes into effect. This is somebody who cheated, and this is someone who got caught cheating, and he deserves to be punished for it. And giving him not a full sentence because part of his sentence is while he's on the DL, that's just ridiculous to me. I'm with
1: you on that. Totally agree. Uh, for my Dumbass of the Week, I'm going with the whole organization. The Toronto Raptors. Um, as you guys know, there have been three finalists for the NBA Coach of the Year. Dwayne Casey, Quinn Snyder, and Brad Stevens. These three finalists were announced after Dwayne Casey was fired. But that didn't stop the Raptors from tweeting, quote, tweeting the NBA and saying, Congrats, coach. Um, obviously, they fired him. And they're they're kind of saying, Congrats, coach, to him, even though that they, they fired him and he's being nominated for this award. I don't think he's gonna win, but I don't know who's running that. Who's running the Twitter over there? Obviously, doesn't watch basketball, or just doesn't know what the organization is doing, or they got hacked. You know, that's the NBA thing now.
2: Yeah. One second, Dwayne, pack your shit. Next second, oh my God, Dwayne, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you
1: for your service, Dwayne. Um, thank you for losing to LeBron James twice in two years in a row. Yeah. Um, uh, my dumbass of the week goes to all the bandwagon Steph
2: fans all over Twitter uh, saying that, uh, Steph is hurt. That's why he's not playing as good. Uh, well, they were fucking riding his dick when he just showed up in New Orleans and, like, immediately drained threes. And, like, oh, my God, he's back. So, fuck that. Um, he's been getting crossed, you know, all series long. You know, anytime James or Chris or Eric Gordon sees Steph, Cor- Steph Curry in front of them, They see, like, a big fucking pork chop, you know, like a dog looking at a pork chop. But, yeah, just abusing him. So that's good. There goes my dumbass of the week. Steph
0: Curry's ankles and people who defend him. So, too. Wow. Bold. Yeah. And that is
1: your dumbasses of the week.
0: All right, now time for our last segment, the one-minute rundown. You know how it works. Put a minute on the clock. We read off as many headlines as we can. Let's get started. Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander gets his 2,500th career strikeout and currently leads the MLB with the best ERA of 1.05.
1: Steel's minority owner David Tepper is to buy the Panthers for $2.2 billion. Oakland A's player Steve Piscotti hits
0: home run at first bat after his mom passed away. Astros are going to send outfielder Jake Marisnick down to AAA after a poor performance this year.
1: Odell Beckham Jr. is going to report to New York Giants OTAs. Washington Nationals pitcher Max Schwarzer becomes fastest
2: player to reach 100 strikeouts.
0: The University of Texas and University of Alabama will play again in the year 2022 and 23. This will be their first matchup since the 2009 National Championship game.
1: The Cleveland Browns are gonna be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks.
2: Dallas Cowboys, Rodgers, receiver Terrence William was arrested for public intoxication.
0: Swimmer Katie Ledecky breaks the 1,500-meter freestyle record by five seconds in her pro debut.
1: And lastly, the former Hawks coach, Mike Budenholzer, will be the new Bucks <laughs> coach.
0: And that's our buzzer. You know what that sound means. It means we're out of time. Wyatt, Robert, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having us on, Evan. Yeah, thanks for having us on. And guys, get ready for next week. We're going to be including a few extra things, little expertise <clears throat> that we have. And it's going to be a lot of fun next week, just
0: like this week. Well, there it is. You heard the sneak peek. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SBB Podcast. Until next week, later. Go Caps!